welcome to another episode of unwanted football opinions we are back after a very long break and today we are not talking about european super league we are going to talk about three teams that have experienced the most big declines since the last season so yes. the three teams we are covering today include liverpool bayern munich and juventus juventus no yeah, yeah that's right okay so we'll yeah. start off by talking about liverpool and we'll try to go fast because this is the third time we are recording this we've had different technical problems throughout <laughs> so yeah uh, let's talk about liverpool yeah people keep saying yeah liverpool have had a big crisis this season their senior center backs are not there then their new signings like thiago have not worked as well nabi keita has been injured for a long period when alex oxlade chamberlain is coming it's been bad mane is not scoring firmino is not scoring jota is injured all kinds of excuses but if anybody has to be blamed like in the last season in the past few years this is the steepest decline that i have personally seen how do you go from winning the yeah. cl two seasons back the pl last season to now fighting for staying inside the champions league like so yeah. i think the main person that i can wholeheartedly undoubtedly blame there are actually two aspects of this that two groups that i can blame for liverpool's decline one is the manager and his team for not adapting to the crisis i know that he is trying and all but it's a good 6 7 months since this has happened since van yeah. dijk went out since gomez has gone out they're not adapted they're still trying to play the same style and it doesn't work quite evidently it doesn't work the second uh, department that i have a problem with is the recruitment department you saw that something like this happened why was a replacement not signed beforehand like and the replacement you got was hosan kabak i'm not saying he's bad he's a pretty good defender but he's a kid and if you wanted to play young and inexperienced people you had people in your own ranks who came from your own academy you didn't yeah, have to get a person yeah. from outside and the other person they signed was a person called ben davis i have not ever seen him even in a practice session he is from the championship i'm not saying championship players are bad and all that <laughs> but if you wanted to sign people who don't have experience at the top why would you like not play your own youth and yeah okay you made your youth play a few games and there was all this hype that yeah or uh, nat phillips is good and the other tall guy forgot his fellow that fellow's name i'm so sorry yeah that guy is good i understand okay they are good then why is fabinho playing as center back why is jordan henderson playing as center back like what is the concept okay yeah now your full backs are not used to uh, as much of defensive work i understand that they do track back a lot but they're not used to as much of defensive work without van dijk and all they can't attack as effectively and when they can't attack as effectively where is the supply for your attackers to finish coming from your midfield used to have fabinho there as the last stop gap before the defense so and he used to provide additional cover for the defense he is yeah. not there anymore people are just running through yeah you saw in the real game it was absolutely like it was shambolic to say the least it was a horrible game yeah. in every single aspect and uh, case in point if you take the second leg of the real game and the other game that recently finished i think against the one against newcastle they had a truck load yeah. of chances and they couldn't finish it's like vintage barca like barca from the start of the season <laughs> they'll do all the work go till the <laughs> penalty box and just shit all over yeah. that's not how you so I, i don't understand what the point is you got diego jota he got injured before injury he was playing well 
after injury something happened to him also he just goes in front and hands the ball to the keeper and come back i don't know what is happening <laughs> mane is not performing you can't expect much from firmino so i'm going to give him a concession the midfield is not as effective and these liverpool fans keep blaming thiago thiago is not god he was brought in so that he can provide additional creativity in the midfield i understand the pe- people yeah, are like he doesn't track back he doesn't do defensive work that was not what he was bought for you can't blame him for yeah, things that he's not good at yeah uh, yeah and when fabinho is back and you want him to play the role that jordan henderson or fabinho does obviously he can't do that he's still trying his best you see when fabinho plays in the midfield how the creativity of the team automatically improves you automatically see how well thiago does so i am going to place the complete blame of this whole season's drop off not on the physio department for not having enough strength and conditioning sessions and all of that i'm going to blame it completely on the recruitment decisions and the managerial decisions and how they were not able to adapt to the tactics your two cents about this jitu yeah so um see we can have two cases here so and try two teams okay two teams that were heavily struck by injuries this seasons and uh, the contrast in that see one i'll say is liverpool and one is real madrid so you can easily see how both teams have managed it see real heading into the game with real, like real versus liverpool both teams had players missing but real understood that earlier itself they played the second choice center backs but they still managed to implement their plan that's when one more thing comes in the bench difference See, Real, uh, I know they had uh, like they were not supposed to be favorites. I think nobody rooted favorites or something, but because of all these injuries, problems and all, but this time their bench, their bench was so good. Like they literally played their backup center backs against Liverpool, and they did very well. And they had slightly tweaked their tactics also, and uh, what you can say, their defending has been very good. i think same should have been done with liverpool i think so i think they should have never uh, like with the defense they had at that time and with the players playing out of their natural positions i think they should have approached a little bit more defensive uh, safety and they had a chance also i think going into the break they were not that far away from the top so i think you have to spend money they had to spend money but instead they bought some young defenders and it has no use as of now they can't make an immediate impact it's like no you can't expect a sort of like maybe bruno fernandes sort of effects from all players it's rare it's like a very very rare so especially ozan kabak is too young for that it's not possible you have then what should you do you should spend money spend money if you spend money buy two good players good players they play well you'll end up finishing in first second or third you'll end up getting money to compensate uh, what you have paid for those players that is what they should have done instead they tried saving money oh yeah it's pandemic i don't think that's a reason for all these big clubs i think i think one decent player they could have signed uh, given their condition right now and uh, there were rumors they were they were going to sign upamecano and all that never happened instead they signed ozan kabak 
and that's because shalke were going to get relegated anyway and he was available for very cheap price so i think these small decisions i think mattered and uh, going on to next season i hope uh, they can s- like solve this i think spend buy proper replacements and this is the same reason uh, i am going to tell about another team coming after this okay uh, so that's all i think so yeah uh, before we move on to the next team uh, which i am pretty sure we're going to talk about bayern munich i apologize sincerely for my background this is i just shifted into this room so the background is not my don't judge before the choices and the room is not clean because it's too hot and i'm too lazy to clean it's almost <laughs> 40 degrees in vellore so don't judge me yeah so we move on to <laughs> uh, talking about bayern munich i'll let jitu go first yeah. and i'll build on what he says yeah yeah so um see simple terms to explain what happened to bayern munich is i don't know like since our listeners since when you started watching football so if you started watching before 2010 at least you know the same same shit happened in after 2013 i think a little difference is the same shit it's like uh i can say i can say honestly like bayern management like they are happy with uh, ucl title once every 7 years and they can <laughs> just continue yeah the same thing you had to wait 7 years for that because you didn't have any proper planning so basically what happened in 2013 was uh you pankers we won the treble like we were like dominating everything same thing almost the same thing except we just we won uh, one more trophy this time that's all uh it was like we were supposed to like people were telling same thing yeah we were supposed to be dominating european football and blah 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 and all out of nowhere our management's just uh, had fall out with the manager that time you pankers and uh, at first people thought like it was on mutual consent on but later on you pankers revealed that his team was taken away from him and the management was already preparing for the arrival of pep so they saw the availability of pep and they need to want to bring him because he was such a big name at that time so that was a bad thing i'm not saying pep is a bad manager or something there was no need for that because it was i think that was the time i think so uh, i think we had a, like it was the performance was very even more dominating than we had uh, this time because that team was complete it was very good team i think uh, i didn't know the reason why but then it went like that then we we struggled okay every next season uh, we lost 5-0 on aggregate to real madrid in the champions league semi finals that is not what you expect from a team defending tam- champions that is what's utter flop and as far as i admire pep that game i don't know what he did it was like complete mismanagement of the team he completely overthink i just got really frustrated same thing happened until the end of his tenure i think the semi final semi final semi final we, we mess up we lose and it still continues to, to this semi- day yeah same shit yeah, obviously we are winning the bundesliga and uh, uh, what you call dfb cup that time that's okay but that's not what he was brought in for he was brought in for winning the champions league okay again we had to shift another manager ancelotti came in kovac came in and finally you know the hansi flick situation could have gone anywhere it could have become a disaster it could have become a success and thankfully we were lucky enough to have a good coach 
he was just an interim manager supposed to see out the season but he got lucky he was a very talented manager and he boosted the team and we ended up winning something and they not able to recognize it. the only thing that he ever asked was for proper backup signings see last year we had uh, a lot of players we had perisic coutinho like our cuisons uh, our bench was very strong if we compare the bench from the 2020 season and this uh, this season i think 2021 there is a huge difference like seven or eight players were not properly re- replaced and the players that were brought in were of poor quality the only good signing i can say was i think chupo moting chupo moting was remark- remarkably very good it's it was like he was supposed to be people didn't expect anything from him but in the absence of levandowski he managed to score in both legs against psg so that was i don't know he was the only thing sar was a flop rocka i don't know he was not used to some issue but still whenever he got chance he didn't perform properly douglas costa is watching netflix in his home while play, game is going on that's i don't want to even talk about that thing <laughs> i don't know why he even brought that thing uh, guy i'm completely useless <laughs> and uh, yeah bonus are bonus are it's like uh, i don't know i mean we used to told lingard before this now he's playing very good same shit bonasar was going into that old lingard thing whatever no offense to lingard i am so, i'm sorry if anyone feels offended and it's comparing the what sar is playing in bayern and 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 they decided to give him a four year contract i don't know we were so much linked with dest max arons all all these good players talented players is backup we ended up signing sar that too in the last day because there was no backup see right back after pavard there's no backup we have to bring in players on the reserve team and all that's not good that's not enough to win defend the champions league not at all especially in this season this season they already knew we didn't have any proper preseason the games would be cramped up everything was known the manager also asked, but the management they stuck to more conservatives thought saving money and it struck back the literal reason was we lost everything because of lack of bench strength and i have only one i can't blame flick for that he tried his best and i can't blame any of the players also like those who were from the last seasons who who are still playing because they gave their all they because there was no bench strength they had some of the players i think hernandez had to play six or seven games straight he had to play psg with a bruised rib and oh my god that was a brilliant game he had he was injured and he had to play that was how weak our bench was so i think no one has to complain i can't complain think it's just our management not prioritizing the manager's decisions and it's the same thing again repeated after 2013 and i hope they have learned from that till now there's still time to improve they still have a good bunch of players and in as of now nagelsmann is going to come in is a very good manager and i hope they don't repeat the same mistake with him uh, like yeah. they wanted to i think the owners didn't like want to invest money into the teams because they were so focused on running a breakaway league you morons you i don't know how to say anything like everywhere i understand that like, is an unprecedented scenario where the whole world is in a lockdown fans can't come so that's a loss of revenue your merch oh. sales might not be as good so i understand all of that all of that makes 100% sense 
but you can see your team dropping their standards you can see the drop off you can see how your performances are getting affected not one of them had the common sense like all the three teams that we're going to talk about today had the common sense to make wise choices they did bring in players i'm not saying they didn't bring in players but none of them were capable enough to adapt and i'm not saying bayern were bad of the three teams we're talking today bayern is still the most well balanced well poised team and one of the only reasons they were crashed out of the year, cl is because they didn't have their natural striker the best striker right now in the world to finish there mm-hmm. and chupo moting did try his best like the yeah. psg no, no, game please anyone anyone who thinks of blaming that guy that guy did his best as a backup striker and there are still people blaming him for missing chances uh, you see he's a backup striker he, he didn't even have that much striker. game time he didn't even have no that game much time. game time yeah he's he came in and he scored yeah you can't I expect don't... him to win you games <laughs> Yeah, I understand you have big shoes to fill in when you come in for Lewandowski, but that's this case for everybody, and you can't blame yeah. a person like that. It was unprecedented. And also, one more thing: stop comparing Ganabre and uh, Sane with Robin and Rebreed. Okay, oh. those that that's different level. Okay, they can win you games then and there itself. That's not. They are not reached that level yet. They have, don't have that much experience as of now. Yeah, obviously, I think Ganabre won last year, but though they are not yet at the. Don't compare yeah, they, them with. ரனிங் you can't blame flick obviously and i don't blame him for wanting to leave the team too it's every german yeah. manager's dream to eventually manage the national team and now he's getting an opportunity yeah. so of course he's leaving i think and as far as he's concerned he's won everything possible he has nothing else to prove and win now and the only thing left is the national team and he did it in one season germany also he did it he did it in one season he did it one season that's ridiculous and the other thing i want to talk about is at least the board of bayern munich has the common sense that they knew okay the defense is going to fail and alaba is going to leave and so many things are going to happen they immediately signed a backup they didn't even wait till the next season that is what the other teams that we're talking about today have to learn they are immediately signed upamecano right back then and they know that f- once they understood that yeah flick is going to leave anyway they immediately spent a world record transfer fee for a manager so i'm not saying that uh, the board is like a complete mishap it's not like what happened with barca's old board at least they are better they had the common sense to do something long term so we have to appreciate them for that and i think there's nothing else we can point out about bayern munich so much and the next team we are going to talk about is obviously going to be juventus what the yeah. heck is happening there <laughs> what on earth <laughs> okay simple word i can say is you, you can't even watch the games with juventus right now it's not it's it's become like they're walking and playing or something there's no intent no intensity nothing is there like i don't want fish. i don't want to sound like a seria hater i watch a few games i don't watch all the games i watch a few games but seria is in general like 
I watch La Liga too, and I still say Serie A is easily the most boring league that I watch. ISL is better. For God's sake, Indian Super League is better. It's so slow. Yeah. There is no initiative to push to make it entertaining it, 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 at all. Yeah, I, I think it it has to do with I think the stadium standards. The stadium standards are very poor in Italy. I think almost uh, many teams don't have their own stadium. They're playing in municipal stadiums, like which is owned by the state or something like that. And you can just see the pitch and you can understand. It's all muddy. It's like same condition as if you were playing in nineties. You have to imagine this was the league that used to dominate in nineties football. Uh, it was a very strong league. Simply because of mismanagement, they are in this situation. Yeah, coming to the point, Juventus. Yeah, so, go go. I don't, yeah, this is this is arguably the weakest Juventus team in the last twenty years, if I'm not wrong. This is, this is not bad. not not arguably. I I can pinpoint and tell you where the problem is. The problem is with the bloody board. appointing a manager with zero experience to take over and manage no, a team say, with I'll, superstars I'll say, I'll say, no i'll say the fault was like the fault you have to trace back to the loss to ax i think so that's where it went wrong they should have never sacked telegree never it was working they were playing very well Okay, they lost to Ajax, but they lost in the I think uh, okay quarter final. I think they lost to Ajax, but they did play very good. Sorry, it's not quarter final. Oh shit, my memory is bad. <laughs> We know about the game. Just yeah. go on. Doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, I, I think it's a quarter final. Yeah. So uh, they reached there. They were playing very good. It's not like they were beaten badly or something by Ajax. You don't need to sack. and they bought in sari okay sari is a gamble okay and it didn't work out you didn't have to gamble allegri is an established coach he has been proving himself for the i think all those seasons he got him very close to the winning the thing also so and he was in a good relationship with ronaldo the problem with sari was with the relationship with ronaldo deteriorated and they had to choose between one of them And, and then it like went down i thought they'll at least they'll bring in back i think another uh, previous manager was very good i think i thought even they could have bought an allegri uh, allegri back because he was free he was free agent i think he was not managing any club but instead they just promoted their under 23 coach in pirlo who has zero experience in managing any team even okay, under 23 he was like what two weeks in when he got promoted two, two, yeah, who does that Who does that from where? No, What yeah. is the logic? And it seriously backfired. It completely backfired. And also, uh, you have an inexperienced manager. You have inexperienced players. Also, it's like you can't expect them to hit the ground running. Like so many players left UA throughout the years, and all this, even the defense also. Okay, okay, Delete is there, and you have an agent defender in Kielini right now who can't. I don't. I no disrespect and all, but. uh it's tough now for him to compete at the high level and he's getting injured also in between so you need time for that and for that you need a good coach like if your players are also inexperienced the coach is inexperienced who is to run the team and uh, can't okay i'm not saying ronaldo was bad and i'm can't say he was very good also he did his part for the team 
and uh, you can't you cannot expect the same ronaldo you saw in real madrid or united that was a game changer but maybe not now i don't think you can see him right now i think this season i think it is a proof of that and so i don't know i think see in between also i think uh, they had a chance i thought okay juventus will come back but now it's looking like they have to battle for the champions league places see now they have to win all their matches just to stay in the champions league so it's a very very big risk, risk as of now because they can lose a lot of players if they can uh, can't qualify for the champions league already all these young players they bought in dilit and all there's been rumors of him leaving the club also so and they, they have, have to paul or dibala sitting on the bench sometimes he's not bench, even on the yeah. bench why did you spend so much money to buy a person he was the best player in the league last season why are you benching him <laughs> no if you wanted to bench a person why buy them what are you real madrid that you have all the money in the world that you'll buy and keep make them sit on the bench or are you manchester city that you can afford to pay such high wages for people who are just sitting on the bench it is not logical it's not financially viable to make such decisions you already spent so much money on ronaldo and ronaldo is actually worth it is more than worth it i understand yeah. you buy dibala for so much money then you make him sit on the bench like what is the logic at least let him go wage will be off yeah. you can get transfer money that you can spend on other players no no common sense they sack a manager after winning the seria then they get then they <laughs> promote an under 23 manager who has like two weeks of experience i don't even know If you connected a single yeah, training session, yeah, if you were sacking Sari, I think they should have gotten a better manager, not this fail safe. Or, or, okay, please don't tell. Like, Pochettino was available. He was a better, better manager than uh, I'd say uh, Pirlo at the moment. Why didn't you approach him? Why didn't you approach any of these managers? They would have at least, like, Juventus with the squad they have and not struggling to like they're struggling to finish in the top four. That is bad. Top four. They're supposed to be in the top four. Okay, this I, I think I might be credit uh, disregarding some teams like uh, Milan and Inter. They have been obviously good, but Juventus should be at least pushing them, pushing them, and maybe the results would have been different. If the thing is now, it's like uh, Inter are not being pushed. Even Milan also dropped right now, and I think it's only a matter of time. Probably I think one or two match days. I think Inter will be crowned champions if it goes like this. and you have to juventus are serious threat of playing in the europa league this season next season yeah the other thing was like Mil- ac milan is a different thing to talk about that's a topic for another day yeah inter is now like 11 points clear at the top of the league yeah, 11 points clear there's a 13 point difference between them and juventus the defending champions like at su- at what point will you wake up and say oh there's something wrong here we have to fix it i don't understand like like what is the concept i i, I have I, honestly i've never really understood the way these teams from italy play ac milan at least have a characteristic style of play inter milan at least have a characteristic style of play i have honestly never yeah. understood how juventus play like if you ask me how does man city play i'm like mm. okay yeah they'll attack they play through the center de bruyne makes good passes and all. i ge- genuinely juventus don't understand how juventus juventus play. had a style see in until allegri they had this style of play typical they used to play catena they were the only team i think who still played catenaccio style football uh, with high emphasis on defending it's not sort of basketball argument they do that is proper defending and counter attack like you, there's a 
see there's a difference between uh, genuine like classical defending and bus parking so what juventus did was classical defending nobody ever said juventus bus park because it was actually beautiful the way they defended and from that and now they don't have an identity as of now allegri at least they he gave juventus an identity and they messed it up completely i don't no, know what they are playing right now no game plan nothing i don't understand what juventus like understand themselves to be you are not like chelsea that you win a trophy and then you sack your manager what are you they have a owner who has a shit ton of money you are not like that yeah. I, i i understand yeah. you have money you have big owners understandable but you don't have the similar cash injection that chelsea receive so you max allegri was sacked when he won the title and so was yeah. sari like what is the logic and then you replace him with someone who has zero experience and this is what is going to happen i'm not going to talk about the same thing and you expect and you're expecting him to okay <laughs> and he's expect they're expecting him to win the league and all no it's not going to happen this is not I, some fairy tale story yeah the one thing that i like i'm moving completely away from the juventus topic and i'm going to appreciate a team that i shouldn't be appreciating as a barca fan things that every single team on planet earth has to learn from the team called real madrid is real madrid do not do not have transitional years at all real madrid do not have transitional years that is what makes them the greatest club in the history of football according to me they never have a transitional year doesn't matter who leaves them doesn't matter what happens they do not have such steep drop offs it might look at one point like yeah. you're not understanding what is going on but they'll always stay there right at the top right now they don't have ramos yeah, they didn't have we, ramos we, we, fit for liverpool they had like two backup center back Sen- who back-up completely back-up. blocked the hell out of liverpool i was like they yeah. liverpool are going and to lose to victory and this is liverpool whose forward line was completely fit they were all available the forward line was there and they managed to block them off exactly like this is what every team should learn uh they understood that yeah this ancelotti thing is not working out and they sent him off who did they get back they got back their own manager for them results are a priority they don't care about the ego of calling back a manager yeah, who yeah. left and all Winning they wanted results and they got it and zidane immediately he delivered they were 11 points yeah. behind barca in the league he and they just so won every pressure, single thing and they came back yeah that is what separates ordinary teams from goat teams like real madrid i am a barca fan and i should not be saying this it's illegal it's a cardinal sin for me to say stuff like this but honestly like this is something and i that like every team has to learn from real madrid like bayern is learning from them now they know that okay so and so people are leaving so we should immediately start getting backups and they're not only planning for like next year only let's get someone who's already prepared they are already looking at the future they are looking at like 5 6 years from now and i think that's how yeah. like bayern are setting themselves up i understand like the immediate results are not coming and not every team is a, like yeah. real madrid level and don't have that financial backing or that technical acumen but that is one thing that everyone has to learn from real madrid like barcelona people left and suddenly everything started like iniesta left havi left they are like okay where is midfield what is midfield and <laughs> it took them some time to settle down like real madrid has never had their cristiano ronaldo left they are like oh there is no center forward to deliver benzema immediately stepped up benzema oh my god did you see that he goal against chelsea yeah, oh fruity 
god ho oh, oh, ho oh, oh. i'm like okay what just happened yeah if they manage to win the champions league this season the guy will become a legend i think so he's like carried the team a lot he stepped up for ronaldo which is a big thing and he was in the shadow of ronaldo for some time now he that he is the main goal scorer he's delivering he's delivering and it's not don't look at his goals also he's he's providing assists also he's providing he's setting up people key passes he's involved in the gameplay entire thing he's helping out in defense he's like more of a team player right now and he is i think people might say ramos is their best player so but for me as of now benzema is their best player so far this season like uh, even if you could say vinicius junior was not as good asensio was not as good hazard they bought for so much money is not performing no one cares they're not even lo- real doesn't even look for excuses to say oh this guy was not there that guy was not there they show up and they get results and that's that's what makes them great definitely a lot of respect to the team and uh, they are the only team who managed this all these problems properly and all these three teams should learn from what they did this season and uh, they didn't complain they didn't uh, shout at no issue they didn't complain to anything about anything they just did their mind their own business and did their stuff and their uh, management all supported them as well you have to think that they haven't made any signings in two years i think so last four transfer windows they haven't made any signings so it's basically the same place they have for a long time and they still managed to win so get to see that see we used to blame real madrid for ba- making players bench bombers all those shit and now you look at them yeah they have been they made obviously their bench is so strong right now this is when that whatever they did came out as of now because suddenly all these injuries came in they have replacement for every single position they have replacements if you look at them carefully look at their midfield it is still luka modric it is still tony cruz and it is still casemiro i have been watching them from when i was in school wearing <laughs> shorts and roaming around uh, like wearing messi t-shirts and shouting in the house it is the same midfield and they still provide the result if you like case in point is again the liverpool games like both the legs they literally had them in their pockets throughout the game there was at no point yeah. you could say oh this guy messed up you were like these guys are old they can't run doesn't matter they're giving you results that is what is important how hey, look yeah. about richard oh, i i don't know from when he's playing <laughs> casemiro or when is he playing they still providing results like i actually yeah. not praise them so much i'm going to stop talking he has that. played i think some uh, recently i think uh, he for uh, about 30 year olds he has the most game time in all top 5 leagues something like that for about 30 year olds so that's very big thing people were criticizing him a lot but he has been phenomenal along with cruz this season and uh, full yeah. credit to their uh, team their management their manager definitely was under so much pressure and scrutiny and he managed to bring them back and like and they're keep, in the semi finals i keep talking about how pe- people should survive and adapt and improve and overcome yes i make the meme reference this is what i mean when they say survive improve adapt overcome and all of that this is exactly what i mean they don't have ronaldo anymore eden hazard is not as fit uh who was that lucas vasquez asensio all of these guys yeah. are not performing at their optimal level but their managers still somehow managed to pull the best out of them like 
there's yeah. obviously a, a drop off in the team's performance when Ramos is not there. But even yeah. without Ramos, now they are performing so well. They already started planning about life after Ramos because they're not offering him a contract, and that they is how. Defend, see, the re- recent results you can see, like uh, okay, the one against Chelsea, they didn't have Ramos. They didn't have Ramos, but they still managed to fend off their attacks. It was very good, especially Eder Militao was so good. So many injuries. They're facing a Chelsea team that doesn't. I don't think they have many injuries at all. It's like a, almost a full-strength team they have, and, and Chelsea have a genius manager right form. now, who's pulling yeah. like every drop of skill, talent to work everything from them. So Chelsea are like not yes. pushovers and all like the team they played. They were playing insanely well, and Real managed to hold yeah. their own against them. Obviously, Pulisic yeah. opened with a brilliant goal, but then Benzema. Oh my God. Okay. I think I'm done talking for today. You can continue, finish off, Jitu. Yeah. Anything else we can talk about? I think Jitu will be recording. Uh, like for people who do not know what the ESL is, like a few of my friends texted me asking, like what is this ESL thing? Why are they protesting on the roads about this and all? So Jitu will record an episode for you guys soon, and he will will make a video for that. Hopefully a good one. For people who yeah. do not know what the ESL is. You, uh there is not much difference between the new champions league format and the ESL i would have actually preferred the ESL over this yes it looked like, it, it like yes the champions league is like greater of the two evils and all of that but it sucks a bunch of uh, you know what it, it's like this is again our off script topic so we are already 37 minutes in so we can talk about this anyway i'll just cut this into parts yeah, nobody's yeah. going to watch the whole video so <laughs> the whole thing about esl was there like 12 clubs who are going to stay in no matter what going to get a truck load of money every year through the broadcasting rights and five teams based on their performance get in the new cl format works on their previous cl performance season like what logic is this previous yeah. what what question is that european question some some nonsense like that like yeah, like so historically Yeah, historically, suppose Real Madrid clubs. like have won like thirteen UCLs, and somehow like it will not happen, but somehow Real find themselves out of the top four of the La Liga. But uh, uh, yeah, Real, Real will still qualify because they have a superior European quotient for going longer in tournament for long. Like what logic yeah. is that? I don't understand what is the difference between that and this then. So basically, I think the only difference is that now UEFA will get more money out of this, and uh, what is it? Is it basically the same thing right now? All these top clubs will again dominate, and the format also now you can see. Uh, it's going to be eight a, teams. Yeah, it's going to be a round robin yeah, league. So every team will play every other team in the league, and the top eight qualify for the knockout, which is going to be the same format. Okay, so yeah. that that makes sense, but have. has anybody stopped to think about what is happening to the players already they yeah. pushed the season back and they had like no yeah. preseason they played on whole season and they'll have like yeah. what a one month gap to cool down and then start all over yeah. again and ucl is yeah. generally like a slightly shorter i'm not going to say super short no. but they have a gap Basically, if they have to each yeah. team has to play 10 games imagine the sheer volume of games that each player has to undergo no in comparison what i can say last on uh, all the previous years okay you can exclude last year the maximum a team plays is 13 games to win the uh, champions league 13 games if i'm not wrong 13 or something like so that so now it's like they're already playing 
games in like all teams are playing 10 games right now all 36 teams will play 10 games and they have additional knockout fixtures also as of now so i think uh, there uh, before round of 16 there is something called a playoff so first eight teams will get direct qualification to the round of 16 the next 16 teams will play each other to get into the round of 16 so there's an extra match for the, all those teams two legs extra then there's the round of 16 quarter final semi finals and final I think, uh, if I'm not wrong, it's 225 matches in total in the Champions League. So, this is that's like almost 100 games more than the previous format. 100 games. Not previous format, the present format that is going on. That's how ridiculous yeah. it is. And uh, surprisingly, I am not saying like, yes, we are talking about football, but we are no football pundits, we are no experts and all. We are just... Normal people who view the game and analyze. Fans. But normal yeah. people can see and tell that this is bad. I don't understand what people like these Gary Neville and whoever else on ESPN, FCN all talk about. Why is nobody talking about this? Absolute crap is going on. Yeah. All of you could cry foul about uh, yeah. the ESL. Why is nobody talking about the bullshit that is going on right now? This And this has been finalized. This is going to happen. Why is nobody talking about this? This is yeah. so serious. People are getting injured left, right and center. Players' careers have grown so much shorter compared yeah. to the yester years. Why is already nobody they opening have the their Nations eyes? League. Already they have the Nations League. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they go, already they everything have is getting Everything is getting yeah. pushed back. And all these people who are crying about the ESL, yeah. why is nobody talking about the Qatar World Cup? Do you know about the sheer volume of human rights violations that are happening there? Our video might get flagged for saying this, but I don't care. Do you know about the sea, like yeah. the crimes against humanity being conducted there? Nobody is talking about that. I'm not saying yeah. the ESL was a good idea. It was a crappy idea. But the Champions League, the new format isn't any better. If people are going yeah. to talk about the ESL, talk about the new Champions League format. If you're going to talk about that, yeah. talk about the racial discrimination, about the racist abuse that players face. Nobody talks about that. Talk about the human yes. rights violations going on in the Qatar World Cup. Nobody talks about that. All you can cry about yeah. is things that you yeah, care about. Yeah, it's like uh, they're not showing the same intensity or frustration that they had with the ESL with all these issues. These are also as much as significant as the ESL issue. People are not, like, I think most channels, most of these big, big channels, only very few channels, I think, are, and uh, I think, age reporting agency, whatever you call it, they are reporting regarding the new Champions League and what is happening in Qatar. Most of them are just ignoring it. I don't know what is happening right now. It's not over yet also. The, this thing, if they accept this Champions League, this format, who knows in after, uh, I think, uh, 10 more years or something, you will be playing all 36 teams, 36 teams a year, games, 36 European games a year. Oh my God, I can't even think about right now. Like, I understand we are living in a capitalist society, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer and whatever. Yes, that is true. I understand money is important for survival. And, and, and I want to point this out for everybody who says that yes, the ESL was a bad idea. Do you know how the PL was formed? I will link a T4 video in the description or in one of the cards somewhere here. If you, uh, you can watch the video to find out how the PL was formed. The PL was formed in the exact same way that the ESL was going to be formed. The Premier League was yeah. a breakaway league in case you didn't know. 
I'm not saying it was a, it was only because of the money. It was also because the FA of that time was incompetent to host a good like to conduct a good first division thing. But the PL also was based yeah. on the same thing. They also wanted more money. They also wanted more say and control over themselves. So I'm going to link that video. You can watch it and like anything else. I'm going to cut the video into many parts, but we'll have the whole video also. Uh, we are already at 45 minutes, so I think I should stop talking. Good night. It's 11 yeah. o'clock here. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Yeah, it's 11 o'clock here in Bangalore. Bye bye. This is Elijah. This is Jitu signing off. Bye bye.